We are Jack and Brenda Gonzalez, and uh, we hope you enjoyed last week's message as we kicked off a new message series um, titled Marriage and Relationships, and we've really had a wonderful time. If you've missed any of it, please go back and watch us on YouTube, or you can listen to it on our podcast, and if you have any trouble finding those areas, definitely DM us, send us a message, leave a message in the comments, and we will get you connected with that. It's been some really good stuff. Absolutely. Good morning, everyone. Please, um, yes, let us know how you're doing in the comments. We love you. We are praying for you. We're excited that we are continuing with this message series and um, and just trusting God with our relationships. Amen. Um, We're going to read our central passage this morning. And if you can join us up, it will be on your screen. And it says in um, 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 8 says, If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Mm. If, if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if, and if I have faith, a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. And that's right. Love never fails. Let's take a moment to pray over the word today. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for your word. And we pray, God, that you would bring it alive, speak to us, minister to us, encourage, Lord, relationships and marriages, God, whether that maybe people are considering getting married, Lord, maybe they've been married for a bunch of years, Lord. God, maybe um, it's it's a family member or brothers or sisters or siblings or mom or dad, God, or, or coworkers or friends. God, we just ask your blessing, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Help us, Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Man, so to get started, I really want to ask you this question, and uh, please say hello to us, but let me ask you this question here. Have you ever given one of your kids something, and before you can give it to your other child, the other one said, hey, what about me? Right? Has has that happened to any of you before? Uh, Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. From early on, our sin flesh nature desires for us. You know, we we want for us. There's certain things we're like, you know what? Hey, I want, I want, I need. We're not always thinking about what's good for the other person, what the other person maybe wants or desires because their heart wants something too. We're not always thinking about maybe what they need. We're simply thinking about what we want, what we need, what our flesh wants, and that really gets us in trouble. Come on, some, some of you know exactly what I'm talking about here. And so, um, yeah, so if we're honest here with each other, sometimes we tell each other, if you give me a massage, I'm going to give you a massage, right? Right, right. That's, what, that's what we do. <laughs> oh, that feels good. <laughs> I think that we've all been guilty of something uh, of saying if 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 of wanting to get something um, so that we can give something in return, and we do that in our relationships and 
And that type of thinking only does harm, mm -hmm. sometimes in the immediate and sometimes slowly ruining and hurting the relationships. And so the Bible in Central Passage today says that love is not self-seeking. True, genuine relationships is not self-seeking. If, if I want genuine relationships, if I want my, relationship, my relationships to get better, then my love for them cannot be self-seeking. And so today we are going to dive into a very special and important moment in Scripture. And it's a moment I, I think that, you know what, has changed my life forever. It's a moment that I have reviewed and reviewed and studied and prayed because it really touches my soul. And it's, it's found in the book of John chapter 13 verses 1 through 5 and it's really in the setting of Jesus having the last supper with his disciples and you might have seen the the painting and they're all up there and all that's going on and and I, and I really want you to get this they're having the last supper Jesus is going to be crucified and he's he's going to be arrested and crucified all that's about to happen but here's what happens prior to that and so we're going to look at verses 1 through 5 here to begin and it says this in verse 1 before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his father. He had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth, and now he loved them to the very end, right? Jesus has this concept, this understanding in both his 100% man, but 100% God at the same time. He understands he knows what's coming. He knows his reason why. He knows why he's here on earth. He knows what's about to happen to him. And this is a big deal. Okay, in verse 2 it says this. It was time for supper. The devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. The devil had already been at work. He had already been work, already prompted him. Everything had already become in play. In verse 3, Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything that he had come from uh, over everything and that he had come from God and he would return to God. Again, he has a perspective. He knows his why. And in verse 4, it says this. So he got up from the table, meaning Jesus, took off his robe. This would have been his outer garment. And it says this. He wrapped a towel around his waist. Now, this would exactly would have what a, what a servant would have done, right? Wrapped a towel around their, his waist. In verse 5, it says this. He poured water into a basin and then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with a towel he had around them. Now I want you to get this. This is Master Jesus washing his disciples' feet. This is a big thing. Listen, the, the, the crucifixion of Jesus is coming shortly after this, right? Jesus washes their feet as this, as this, final, as this final proof for his love for them. He gets down, Master Jesus gets down, washes their feet one at a time with this final proof. He says, listen, I love you. I'm doing this for you. I love you. And all of this is happening. He sets an example of humility and servanthood. He shows us, listen, it's not about living in pride. It's not about winning the argument. It's not about you, you trying to be the best in the relationship. But it's, it's about humility and servanthood. Now, Jesus in the moment, he's absolutely, you know, re referring to washing feet, washing away your sins and, and all of that. But he's giving us this model to follow after. And I, and I really want us to get this. You see, in the Jewish culture, washing someone's feet would have really been done by a servant, someone who was non-Jewish. 
See, the host would have made preparations for all of this. They, they would have had, as you, you would have came in, see people wore sandals, the roads were dusty, and they would have came in, the host would have prepared before the meal for somebody to come in and wash feet prior to the meal. Jesus, they were already seated, and Jesus gets up and does this. He gets up and washes their feet. Again, imagine this. Imagine Master Jesus washing his disciples' feet. And to give you a little bit further illustration, what I'm going to do is I'm going to wash my wife's feet. Are you ready? Are you watching this? Are you checking this out? I'm going to wash her feet. And so I'm going to take off her shoes here. You're seeing all of this here? Okay. I like these shoes. These are nice. Okay. Thank you for getting them for me. Hey, yeah, absolutely. Hey there. And uh, I'm, I'm going to take a moment and wash her feet here. And I, and I want you to visualize here the, the servanthood the humility that it takes of washing someone's feet. Some of you don't like feet. Some of you don't like feet at all. Um, but Jesus does this to display his final proof of love and at the same time to give us a model of servanthood and, and, and humility. Mm. What it takes to serve each other. Amen. So we'll kind of get them all nice and, and, and clean like that and we get the towel and come over here and, uh, and do this. You got to get in between the toes really good. <laughs> okay, there we go. There we go. And let's see if we can get your shoes back on. Hopefully, I didn't leave them too dry. Uh-oh. Cinderella, the slippers aren't fitting. <laughs> oh, go. there we go. Oh, they fit. They fit. <laughs> Perfect. Right, you, got, you got that one. Okay. Thank you. So Jesus, again, he gives us this model of servanthood and humility and it's really really a wonderful thing and we want you guys to get this serving each other is a big deal is christ-like it's lining ourselves up with god and his word and when we do that great things are gonna follow and so the question today is how can serving one another bring healing to my relationship well there's a couple of points that we want to share with you today and the very first one is this it breaks down the hard walls that's the truth of the matter when we come to this place of serving it brings healing in our relationships by breaking down the hard walls now listen once something has happened in a relationship whether we're talking about marriage or a friendship or family relationship once something has happened automatically we put up these walls isn't that the truth right we we put up these big old walls and we're we are just we're done and i'm not talking about little flimsy walls that kind of just fall over we put up these hard walls these hard brick stone space alloy black panther rwanda type walls right nobody is going to break in through these things you know saying you know what you messed up you did the wrong thing and i will never ever ever let you touch me again, right? Uh, I, I'll never, ever give you a chance again. Better watch out or I'll cut you. Don't come around me, right? And we, we put up these walls. But when we genuinely serve each other, when we genuinely look for that opportunity, what it does is it breaks down the hard walls and it provides this opportunity. It creates this opportunity to talk about what the issues really are to talk about the value of the love and the relationship. And if you think about this for a moment, I'm, I'm sitting here and we've, and we've messed up and done the wrong thing, but, but I, 
I'm, I'm asking myself and I'm asking you, is our relationship bigger than the issue? Is it bigger than the argument? Is, is, is this love here worth it? Is it bigger than the sin that happened in the relationship? Is it bigger? Right? And so I'm able to talk about the issues and I'm able to talk about the love. Is the love here bigger than what's happened? And it creates that opportunity and it begins with serving one another. You see, serving one another does that in the relationship and it begins to tear down the walls. And what happens is those walls begin to, well, they begin to crumble. And listen, I want to say this. There is no money in the world that could bring down those walls. You think, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make it rain. No, that's not going to break down the walls. There is, there is no uh, smooth talk. You know, smooth talk. You know what I'm saying? There's no smooth talk. They could break down those walls. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't matter how much game you got. It does not work that way. That's right. And remember, Jesus has all the disciples gathered here for the Last Supper. So he's prepared to wash their feet one at a time. And the Bible says in verse 6, When Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? This is not self-seeking here. Come this on. is not Jesus wash all their feet. Now what about me? This is Jesus how what why are you doing this for me jesus serving them really got caught peter off guard and got him confused like what is happening here what's going on yeah. and see the thing is your intentional uh, actions will speak louder than any words can they will open doors that no that they will open doors that you can't with words they will break down hard walls with you that you can't with bulldozers right no i mean that that's it that's it and so here's what we want you to understand we want to see your relationships healed ultimately god wants to see your relationships healed he wants to see them thrive and he wants to see your relationships honor him mm -hmm. and this is a really big deal and but you might be here today you might be watching and listening and saying you know what the truth is, I just don't know where to begin. I don't know how to begin serving that person. You know what? Maybe too much time has passed. You know, maybe it's just a little bit awkward. The last time we spoke, nice words weren't spoken. And, and, and you know, I just don't know where to begin. And I, I want to say this. We're going to look at what the Bible says. You, you might be at that place. I just don't know where to begin. I don't know what to do next. And the Bible says this in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. It says this, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as God's good stewards of God's varied grace. And I want you to pay attention to this. As good stewards. As good, you see it there up on the screen, as good stewards. See, God has placed something in your hand. What that means is, will I use well what God has given me? And more specifically, meaning, meaning this, look no further than the gifts that God has given you. So what are you good at? What are you good at? You, there's no way that you can say, you know what, I'm not good at anything. What are you good at? What are you good at? Because here's what I want you to get. What you're good at plus genuine love equals walls coming down. That's right. What you're good at plus genuine love equals walls coming down. That's right. And that here is, is, is a big deal. God's gifted you. That's right. And the Bible says here in Philippians 2, 3, don't do anything from selfish ambition or from a cheap desire to boast, but be humble toward one another. 
always considering others better yep. than yourselves. That's Again, it. if you bring it to God and you follow scripture, which tells us to serve each other in love with the right attitude and the right perspective, those walls are going to come down, right? right. Yep. How can serving one another bring healing to our relationships? It breaks down the walls, right? Yep. That's what it is. And secondly... And secondly, right, we mentioned two points. And the second one is this. It sets the level of the quality of love for the relationship. And again, I'm going to say that again. It sets the level of the quality of love for the relationship. I want, I want to say this, and you and I both know this. We know this, right? You're watching this. You're listening to this. You know this. No one wants cheap love. Nobody wants cheap love, right? Uh, how, how many of you know what I'm talking about when I say cheap love? Nobody wants that, right? No one wants that surface level love. No, no one wants that flimsy love. No one wants love that sounds good, but, but has no follow through. Come on, somebody. No, nobody wants that love that makes promises today and is nowhere to be found tomorrow. We, we don't want that kind of love. We don't want cheap love in our life. You know what we do want? We want true, genuine love that is not self-seeking. It's not about me and my desire and my wants, but not really paying attention to what the other person needs or the other person desires. And when we serve one another, what we're actually doing is we are setting the quality, the level of quality of love for the relationship. See, what we're doing is we are paving the way for love to get even better as we age. You know what? You've probably seen that old couple and, you know, they're holding hands and maybe going for some ice cream and it looks so cute. And you, you, you get excited. Oh, you know, hashtag relation. I want to be old and, and hold hands and that kind of thing. But you don't know the work that they put in there. And part of the work they put in to even get to that place was setting the level of quality of love for the relationship. So it was like, listen, I'm, I'm going to give you my best. Right. And, and they set that level from the beginning. So it wasn't this this flimsy little love that makes promises and doesn't show up. But it was they set a high level. And, and so in other words, it's, it's like this. Listen, food doesn't taste the same if you're not in my life, baby. Come on. Oh, hey, the world doesn't make sense. Listen, I want to serve you and love you. See, your needs are my needs. Your wants are my wants. Your desires are my desires. And together we build on that. Right. So if I set the level of quality of love, I'm, I'm gonna, that's going to be reciprocated in, in my life. That's right. So I could pave the way uh, for love to get even better as we age, or I could pave the way for a dead-end road, right, for a separation in a marriage and a relationship with family members, and all of a sudden things, things aren't great. I could pave the way for that. I could set the level of the quality of love down, down over here, and it's, 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 it's just there. In Acts 20, 35 says, it is more blessed to give than to receive. So when we focus on what we can get instead of what we can give, we set ourselves up for unnecessary pain. That's it right there. Couples who desire to bring lasting love must practice serving each other, must practice serving love. So if your spouse come to you and he says, hey, honey, I need this and this and that, and your reaction is, oh, you're complaining and you're rolling your eyes, shaming, eye rolling, any type of body language communicates rejection. If you don't serve your spouse with the right attitude, you are rejecting him. See, when I first, uh, when I first learned my husband's love language, it impacted me and it changed the way I love 
I showed my love for him. It, it really changed our relationship. So his two first love languages, physical touch and words of affirmation. So ultimately, if I touch him and I tell him he looks good, he's a happy camper. True story. And so because I know that, every single day I intentionally show him the way that he receives love, I, I show him that, I show him that love. And because of that, the quality of love that I receive from him reciprocates, right? Because that's what we do every single day. We serve each other every single day. And let me tell you this. I live to serve number one, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, okay? And secondly, I live to serve this man right here. He's not a burden to me, and I love him deeply, and I, and I know that he knows that. Amen? Amen. And it's, 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 really, it's really a wonderful thing. Um, and and I, I want you to imagine some of this, what's going on, and, and maybe we're going to take a little bit back to the passage, and Jesus is gathered with the disciples, and they're, they're there, and he's washed their feet, and it's really this amazing time. But in John chapter 13, in verse 15, a few passages, verses down, it, it says this, and Jesus says, I've given you an example to follow, do as I have done to you. Amen. I've given you this example. Do as I have done to you. And so Jesus not only sets the example and the quality of, of love, but he instructs it for us to do that. And I, and I think we miss this commandment, right? We, we, we think of the commandments and the Ten Commandments and, and, you know, love the Lord your God and love, love your neighbor. But he also says this. This is he, him who says this. He says, I've given you the example to follow. Do as I have done to you. And sometimes we miss that. We miss that happening. And so uh, let me ask you this question. Have you ever heard of the golden rule? Some of you have heard that, right? Right, you've heard it. It first came from scripture. It, it didn't come from your school or, or public or, or your classroom or anything. It, 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 not your kindergarten teacher. It first came from scripture. And most of the time it's, it's misinterpreted or, or not fully understood. But in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 12, you'll see it here up on the screen. It says this, do to others what you would like them to do to you. I'm going to say it again. Do to others what you would like them to do to you. Now, many perceive this only as, um, you know, whatever I want somebody to do to me, I'm going to do to them. So a physical action, right? But this verse, again, like I mentioned, it's, many times it's misinterpreted and this piece is missing. Because really what, it's, what Jesus is talking about is the level of quality. So if, if, if I want somebody, if I want good quality in my life, if I want good things done to me, it's not that I'm asking for the very same thing to be done in my life, but let me give good. Come on, somebody. Let me, let me, let me produce good. Let, let me give good. Let me buy good. Let me, let me do well. Let me serve well. Because it's that level of quality in my own need that will come back. Does that make sense? It's, it's that level that I'm worried. So I'm going to do to them what I would like being done to me. And it's, it's referring to the quality, the quality. And so what level of quality of love do you want in your relationships? What is, what is it that you want? I mean, do you, do you want that low level love, like, like right around here in this area? Is that what you want? The, the response is, um, you know, maybe I'll be there if you need me. Like, I, I'm asking for it, but you know, let me see. Maybe I'll see what's up. I'll see, I'll see what's up. 
and I'm setting the level of quality, or maybe there's there's promises that don't come through, there's words that are said, but it doesn't doesn't happen, or or there's the average average level of quality. You know, we 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 love each other, but we really haven't set the level of quality, and so it's you know, let me see if I don't have anything else going on. So you can't really work anything else out. Well, let me just see, you know, because maybe I got some. Let me see if I got anything else going on. If I don't got anything else going on, then you know what, I'll I'll be there. Or I can set the level of quality high of love for my life, for my relationships, for the people around, for my marriage, for, for my friendships, for my family member. I'm, I'm going to set it up here because over here it says, let me see what I can do to move things around because you're that valuable. I, I, I love you to that degree. So you know what? Let, let me see if I can rearrange because you're important, because you matter, because, because what you need is what, is what I need, because what you desire is what I desire. And so I, I, I come to, to that place. That's right. That's right. And the Bible says, love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Outdo one another. This is not to show each other who is better, who gives better. This is to continue to give your best. That's it. Day in and day out. No matter if you're getting something, always keep your eyes focused on not what you can get, but what you can give. And that is going to be a huge blessing to you. And if you serve each other, you're going to begin to find the healing in your relationships that you hope for. Because the Bible here says it is more blessed to give than to receive. We, we already know that. These are Jesus' words. You're giving and serving, serving that is not self-seeking, that will break down those heart walls, and that will set that quality of love that we are talking about here. Listen, so we want to see your relationships transform. We, we want to see God just do some wonderful things. And again, it, it all comes down to serving one another serving one another and and we talked about what that does but we talked about the the humility of it we 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 talked about this servanthood model and and the walls that come down to provide the opportunity to to talk about what love really means in the relationship and to talk about what the issues really are so they're not swept under the rug and and and, and then i'm going to set the level of quality high and that's what becomes reciprocated and so i hope you i hope that blessed you listen we want to give you this challenge here to close and the challenge is, is this, and you'll see it here on the screen, but what do I need to begin to, oh, excuse me, who do I need to begin to serve and what can I do for them? And I know the Holy Spirit's already began to speak to you about that relationship that's been hurt and who's and what's happened there. But who do you need to begin to serve? And then I want you to begin to think what you can do for them. Listen, God's gifted you in a specific area. Use that gift. See, that gift genuinely if it's, if it's done with the right heart, that person's going to understand it and know it, and that's going to begin to break down those hard walls again. So, so begin to think about who, and we want to take a moment to pray for you and pray for um, your relationships, the relationships all around you. Again, it could be a marriage. You're thinking about getting married. It could be a family member. It could be a parent. It could be a child. It could be a coworker or a friend. We, we want to pray. Would you join us? Would you join us? Heavenly Father, we thank you. God, you are good. And today, God, we're celebrating your goodness, and we thank you for your word and the way that you've brought it alive. God, we know that there are relationships, Lord, that really need you. God, they, they, they need your presence. They need your love. God, they need your healing. Because maybe something has been broken. Maybe something has been hurt. God, maybe something has been trampled on. Maybe something has been abused. Father, but we are believing right now in the name of Jesus, you can bring healing. 
So Father, we bring this to you in prayer. We ask your blessing over these relationships. And also, God, we bring it to Scripture and what your Scripture says, Lord, about serving in humility and serving one another and what that does. So help us, Father. Help us to apply Scripture to our relationships. And God, may we experience the fullness of healing. And God, we love you. We love you, Lord. So I pray your blessing over everyone watching, over everyone listening, God. Would you work in them, in their family, in their home, and in their relationships. And so I declare this blessing over them now. In the name of Jesus Christ, we all pray. Amen. Amen and amen. amen. God bless you all. Um, we hope... Uh, Yes, God bless you all. We hope that this blessed you yeah. and we love you so much. We're praying for you.